0: So, welcome everybody to the second SportsCast podcast of ideas uh, for the 2022 World Cup. I'm delighted to be joined again today by my colleague Tom Collier, Rob Lyons, uh, Simon McEwen, who is the uh, uh, man behind the idea to do this podcast. And also today we're delighted to be joined from Ireland by Dennis Russell, who can tell us what he's been enjoying and also maybe... Who are the Irish supporting in this uh, in 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 this tournament? But first of all, Rob, do you want to kick us off and tell us what's caught your eye in the last seven days since we discussed it?
1: It's um, I, well, I think it's the, the, the tournament's really starting to catch fire now. I think not necessarily because of the quality of the football, although some of the football has obviously been brilliant. But just that the fact that the games now matter, that we're deciding who's going through. It's not quite knockout football, but it's, it's that kind of uh, tension around it. I mean, particularly last night, we had the games between uh, Mexico and Saudi Arabia and uh, Poland and Argentina, and you're constantly flicking backwards and forwards to find out what's going on. At one point, Poland were only going through because they'd had fewer yellow cards than uh, Mexico. Uh, in the end, actually, it was decided by a goal difference. But uh, yeah, it was one of those, you know, a goal in either game could have just swung the whole thing around. So it was fantastically tense. And what was clear from the Argentina-Poland game was Argentina have finally turned up. And uh, they do look like the team that people were talking about as pre-tournament favourites. I mean, people were talking about Poland being negative, but Poland only had about 25% of the ball. The Argentina were... Um, Bossing that game and should have won it by more than two 0 And Poland are very, very fortunate that they're still in the tournament. Um, not so fortunate that they're going to be playing France next, but it's fortunate still to be here for uh, another few days. So there's plenty to talk about. A bit more uplifting for the England fans after the Wales game. Just really looking, starting to look forward now to the knockout stages and um, just real light, uh, sort of life and death football matches and all the tension that brings thanks dennis what's caught your eye
2: well i suppose from the kickoff to the, the three teams um, brazil spain germany and our or four teams brazil spain germany and argentina were the ones uh we were watching along with england um, i think probably to your surprise you might not believe it but there's a huge amount of support for england here in ireland Obviously, a huge amount of people here support English teams week in, week out and travel over to it. Um, So that's been interesting. I think, you know, those games in the beginning rounds, France in particular impressed me. I thought, you know, while they weren't in their absolute brilliant best, they nonetheless seem to have a a kind of team spirit and and a substantial kind of playing style that's going to see them do well. Brazil started poorly and everybody were kind of saying, you know, well, what's what's going to be um, the outcome for Brazil? But they've picked up and uh, obviously they are now sort of serious contenders uh, and they're through to the next round. Germany is having big problems, I think. Not least based on sort of the fact if you move slightly away from football for a moment, but at home in Germany, there's a, a seems to be a major kind of problem with people just not tuning in at all to the German game based on, you know, a kind of rejection of FIFA and Qatar and the whole business associated with how the World Cup, you know, was organised. So the TV um, audiences have been really depleted. And it seems to have affected the German team and they've been fighting amongst themselves over the last game, you know, where they're saying that German players saying to each other that you know players are not showing for the ball and that's quite a serious um issue amongst the german team so i like germany i'm surprised to see them uh they're just about hanging on but it'll be interesting to see how they get on and spain have probably been the most impressive in in both um sections that we're looking at up to there through they still have not quite the football that they had of you know two two world cups ago but um there's something good still there. So I'm impressed with them. (coughs) England, obviously, uh, I'm impressed with them. Although I have an element of doubt about the opposition that they've met with the exception of the USA have been pretty poor, Wales and Iran. Um, So I think Senegal will be for England something of a a good challenge. And if they get through that, then I'd say we could start uh, hoping more strongly about where they'll end up.
3: OK, thanks. Uh, Simon? Well, I think, first off, that the game, well, the second half of England-Wales um, was was great. Um, it was good to see Rashford uh, getting a start and scoring two goals. It was brilliant for Foden to come on a sub uh, and, and score a goal and just to see how England could play freely more expressively um, than they have so far in, in, the, in, in the World Cup. So that was good, although I agree with Dennis that uh, the opposition wasn't as great, and it will be interesting to see how Senegal how they play up against Senegal, who I believe are current African uh, Nations Cup winners or holders. So so, so, so that so that was good. With the Poland versus Argentina game, I started wanting Poland to win, and uh, particularly when um, I thought the uh, penalty against. Szczesny uh, was completely unjust because he was in the middle of a save and brought down Messi, who, who who enjoyed rolling over several times. He got his penalty and he missed. And I thought, yes, excellent, justice has been served. But then I saw how Poland played so negatively. I kind of wanted Argentina to win. And when they got their two goals, I thought that that, that was great. I also, last one, I think uh, france Tunisia, although they rested nine players, Um, Mbappe didn't start, and I still think France are kind of uh, the the team to watch out for in this World Cup. Okay, Tom? Um,
4: Mine's a very silly one, my highlight. um, My highlight is um, I'm pretty sure only Southampton player to get on the pitch so far this World Cup. Um, Mohamed Salah, who is scoring his first um, international goal um, the other day, and playing very, very well for that whole match. So that... That made me very happy. We've got two good centre backs at the moment and they're both they're both at the tournament. Although Bella Bella as um, I don't think, although I've kept very poor track of Germany, I don't think he's got off the bench. Um, maybe if he hasn't, then he should they should give him a go if they're not doing so well. But uh yeah, that's that's been the thing that's put a smile on my face. Um in terms of England, yeah, I, I was happy to have bitten my tongue. I don't know about the atmosphere with the nil-nil draw, um, with wherever you guys were watching it, but the um the pub that I was in, it was absolutely scathing. Everyone was about that performance. And I was sort of being fairly optimistic and hoping that that was um, good tournament management from Southgate, um, even though a large part of me wanted to reject that idea. But uh, I'm glad I've bit of my tongue so far. So um, fingers crossed that um, the 3 0 is more of what's to come.
0: Yeah, I think it's a tournament. I, I'm more, yeah, they didn't play well against the United States. United States are just like, they might not be the greatest footballing side, but they're as fit as any team there, they're very committed, they play in a certain way, and they can be difficult to break down. I'm sure one day somebody will break them down and make them look ordinary, or quite likely, but you know, they're, they're a decent side. And then the Welsh game, I mean, I mean nobody said anything about Wales, and the, nobody had much to say about Wales during the last podcast either, but... You know, after 60, they waited 64 years. They made big fuss, first time they've been in the World Cup. And they had a legacy from 1958 of John Charles and all this. And it has been particularly disappointing for them. It's, I mean, the the, the whole Iran match was a complete shambles. And Ramsey, Bale, you know, the players they'd expect to perform have just not been, for whatever reason, at their, at their best, maybe they're over their best, I don't know. And the other players that they brought in, like, for instance, substitute goalkeeper, are not exactly world beaters. And so the whole thing's been, uh, you know, they're making the most of it, but the whole thing for them, I would have thought would be a a, a real disappointment. Whereas England are still in there. But as people have said, Senegal are very good, a very good team, well-managed team experienced team who've won as you just said simon the african Cup of nations earlier this year um you know that they're, they're a good side and a very good challenge and england haven't really had that yet and so uh you would hope that england could just about get through it um but it's by no means uh no means nailed on at all so uh that's something really to really to look to look forward to this the Sunday.
1: Well, I, just, I echo that point about the Americans I mean I thought that that I've, I think that's probably the best application of the press that I've seen certainly at the World Cup and you know exemplary for for any team I mean they were just on England the whole time and they had the legs in them to keep it up for the full 90 minutes and as a result of that we were able to create some chances and and obviously in tournament football what happens is your team evolves or at least if you're if you've got a manager who can adapt and that's something that Southgate's been criticised for in the past then they can you you find your right team in the tournament and it seems to me that Sterling's out of form Rashford has just suddenly run into some great form Um, Foden looked all right against the Welsh not necessarily the top opposition um but looked like he was somebody who could carry the ball and and create problems and you know got a chance to ru- give a run out to a few players as well so I mean I think that's all positive it'd be interesting to see when he gets to better teams when he start switches to five at the back and puts Carl Walker in at center back I think that's got to be a possibility it was a, m- a much better watch. Uh, seeing them in the second half against Wales than it was the whole of the America game. I, I think we can go into that game thinking that's probably a 60-40 game for England. I think they, if they play the way they can um, and should, then I think that they've got the, the team to beat Senegal. But as you say, Jeff, they're just not pushovers. They're, they're a, a t- a, an international team that are well organised. Will No doubt miss Mane, um, but they they've won a tournament. Fairly recently, and so I think from that point of view, uh, there there will be a tough proposition.
0: This time last week, we're, the whole world, if you like, was discussing armbands, various things to do with the politics of it, and whatever. And there are still, you know, occasional comments, or there are still articles about people being denied entry to the stadium because they wear the and clothing or something like that but overall that seems to have sort of faded away and the German experience of making a big virtue of how they were protesting about Qatar and all the rest of it and then they lost to Japan it seems to have been a bit of a wake-up call for everybody that actually this is a football tournament and you're in danger of losing and making yourself look ridiculous at the same time but I don't know if there are any broader issues beyond the sport which have um, beyond the football which have caught your eye this week I mean there have been various things with you know Croatian fans being told off for antagonizing the Canadian goalkeeper which you could say were political not very pleasant but that's maybe
3: what happens in football I mean this this World Cup has kind of been personified by flags and symbols and armbands and the media have been very quick to uh, commentate on it as uh, as we've watched on ITV and BBC. One thing, one symbol that they haven't really commented on uh, is, is the Palestinian flag, which has been waved by various uh, Arab countries. Now, I'm not uh, having a point of view this way or that, but just to say that that hasn't been picked up by, by the media. Um, and also how uh, Israeli uh, journalists have been, uh, you know, people have been refusing to speak to them and them getting lots of stick from, from various Ab- uh, Arab fans. now. Normally, anything political gets picked up on by, by, the, by Gary Lineker and all, all the pundits. But that one, everybody's chosen to keep quiet on.
2: Obviously, Gianni Infantino's statements, trying to make himself out to be a victim, uh, saying that, you know, what, what was the exact quote? Uh, you know, uh, I feel like a migrant worker does, um, which caused, you know, sort of tremendous outrage, particularly in the press here. And also saying that Europe owed the rest of the world 3,000 years of apologies. Strange statement where he's trying to sort of, it seems to me, put himself as a victim. But also saying, picking up on the woke idea that, you know, the Western imperialist world uh, of which football is part, you know, owes the rest of the world a lot. But all of it, the the whole kind of controversy around um, Qatar and armbands and flags and everything else seems to have stimulated um, some kind of discussion about uh, UEFA and uh, the South American League, Bowl, um starting an independent World Cup, if you like, yeah? There's talk that, uh, that UEFA are so cheesed off with FIFA that they want to start a competition that, in- that includes South America and Europe, basically. It wouldn't be a World Cup, as someone pointed out, but um, it would be a way of getting out from under... FIFA's um, sort of corrupt and immoral uh, shenanigans in in every World Cup that they've organised, it seems. That's interesting. Whether or not it leads to anything or not, I don't know.
1: Uh, A couple of things just brought home to me the shallowness of some of these discussions. The first is at the start of the England-USA game, where the English players took the knee, and I just wondered what the reaction of the American players was, uh, at least quietly. It's like we invented that and even we're not doing that um so it just really looked odd and out of place i mean it uh so i, I thought that that was noteworthy i think that that sort of fashion uh i hope is uh, going to die out um because it always seemed at least in part to be a dig at football fans about you you shouldn't be racist look at us with all the irritation that would uh, bring to the average football fan and the second thing is the, the limits of this because while Germany is virtue signalling about you know how terrible Qatar is ar- around the football, they've just signed a fifteen year gas deal uh, with Qatar to get liquefied natural gas in because they <laughs> have to replace the Russian gas that they were buying up until a few months ago, and that just uh, shows that you know for all your highfalutin talk actually there's real politics going on as well and these countries do have to have a relationship with each other and germany is in a very very precarious situation in terms of energy shortages at the moment so they have to get along with Qatar. And at the moment, getting along with Qatar matters more than getting along with Russia. And therefore, they will swallow all their criticisms of Qatar uh, when it comes to signing gas deals.
2: But it is fans that seem to be leading this um, um, rejection of Qatari thing rather than the elites in Germany. I don't know if that makes any difference.
0: In the coming week, what are we looking forward to? We're about to move into the, well, Saturday, I think we move into the, The knockout stage, which obviously is very exciting. England's playing on Sunday. Are there particular teams you're looking for? Are there any players who have shone that you hadn't expected, or or, or people who've just failed? Like we don't know yet if Belgium are going to go through, but certainly they seem to be a pale shadow of the team they were a few years ago. So, what are we looking forward to in the next week? Um, And you know, are there any patterns emerging that you think it's worth? Um, pointing out to our to our audience.
4: I'm looking forward to seeing how, yeah, as we've already mentioned, the changing shape of um of England, I don't personally see it changing that much. um if I know I know it's a bit of a backtrack, but if I may defend Sterling for a second, um I think, you know, given that um Southgate's style seems to be to try and keep control of a game and even if it does make it a bit more of a snooze fest for at least the first forty minutes. Sterling is isn't the wrong choice. Um, I personally prefer Foden, but I, I defend Southgate's um playing off Sterling. Um and also credit where credit's due. You know, that are Iran game, Sterling's goal was a good sort of three, four yards out. It's quite far out for him. So um, but no, I, I do I do like him. I don't think he's necessarily the such a wrong choice like a lot of people want to point him out to be. But it'll be really interesting to see, see um as the as the tournament develops and hopefully we make it more than one. Well, more than one more match whether or not that he sticks to his guns on that or whether he caves into some pressure or um yeah or whether he goes for a little little bit more of an attacking style i don't know
3: yeah like like tom I, i'm looking forward to the england game i just hope they've been practicing penalties cuz <laughs> we, we all know what what happened you know the last time that in i think the last time england played an african country cameroon in Italia 90 it went to penalties, uh, or it didn't go to penalties, but there was a penalty uh, in England. In two penalties. Time. Two penalties, yeah. Two. Um, I, 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 and England won three, two. So, yeah, I hope they've been practising penalties. I don't, as again, I, I really don't, don't think Senegal will be a, a, an easy team to play. It'll be interesting to see uh, Southgate's kind of tactics, will he kind of drop off uh, in the first half and... Keep it, you know, easy, you know, uh, uh, easy going, and then come out in the second half uh, 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 and grab the win. Um, interestingly, although Germany, I don't know the, the, current, the current score in Germany be uh, Costa Rica, but the, Germany lie bottom. But if they get a win against Costa Rica and Spain uh, beat Japan, they could go in and go, go forward as runners up. So there's, there's a kind of a, a, a team to, to watch out for, I think.
0: Yeah I keep thinking about that that Cameroon match. I don't know if there's any parallels with what happens this weekend but they were again a very good team and they fought right, right as a really tough match and it was a really good match and they fought to the end. And then we know, and then obviously England got through to the semi-finals and didn't quite make it but uh, let, let's let's see what happens. Dennis is there anything you're looking forward to next week?
2: Yeah, obviously the England game most of all. I guess in the two games you know, against Iran and three games against Iran, Wales, uh, USA and then Wales, there's talk of, you know, Southgate coming out as something of a, a devious kind of tactician where he played a pressing game against Iran and won dramatically. He played a defensive game against USA and that was a, a kind of, you know, a useful way to, to proceed. And then, uh, you know, a kind of half-in-half, half-pressing, half-defensive game against Wales and, you know, people are saying that he has a kind of tactical head on that is a way that, you know, you have to be kind of quite careful about how you play, that you know, we all want to see a wide open pressing game, but uh, he's much more, um, I would say devious is the word, but uh, more tactical and trying to sort of, you know, steady the team without getting them too uh, ahead of themselves and also, you know, keep their, their confidence and everything Uh, High. And I think, you know, I'm not sure about that. Um, A lot of commentators on the TV, particularly, say that England play best when they're playing a pressing game. And I'm inclined to agree with that. I think overall, there's been no really dramatic football where, you know, a team takes the ball and, in a team sense, you know, scores goals or cuts open, cuts wide open other teams with beautiful passes. From the midfield or you know a, a kind of team goal and actually england came closest to that probably with you know harry kane and phil fulton's goal i thought that was you know quite a, a a beautiful piece of football but there's a lot of long balls going in and sort of balls driven across the box and goals scored off it which is you know fine. richard Richardson for brazil scored some nice goals in that way a scissors kick and so on but um to see a team really kind of opening up from their own box through to the box of the opposing team and cutting them in two with lovely passes, it hasn't really happened. And uh, I, I'd, I'd like to see something of that. France and Poland, I think, I think France definitely going to take that. Netherlands, USA, doubtful as to who will win that. Um, Argentina and Australia, I think Argentina should take that. The others, obviously, we have to wait. Looking at it all, I think England has a good chance. Probably the best chance they've ever had in the last 30 or 40 years.
1: Let's see. Rob? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, in terms of looking forward to things, we're, we're live watching Belgium and Croatia at the moment. And, you know, Belgium could be the first bit really big scalp to go from the, the country that brought us the word Schadenfreude. It would be great for uh, England fans to see Germany uh, packed off home Early for a second World Cup on the trot, um, so that that'll be good. A shout out to Australia, actually, as you know, I don't think there were many people's picks for the limited but hardworking team that would get through the group stage. I thought they've done they've done brilliantly. I think Argentina will be a, a bigger bite than they can chew, but um, for the country that should perhaps have been hosting the World Cup, um, it's uh, it, it's good to see them at least having a bit of a run. Um, And you know, uh, but I think the 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 really big matchups are going to be in the quarters. You know, perhaps England against France or whatever. Um, And that I think that's when the the tournament will really start to get serious in terms of sorting out who could actually win it. Um, I I see the uh, according to mathematical modeling, the most likely final, only six point four percent, but still, is Brazil against Portugal based on what's been happening so far. Uh, I'd be very surprised if it's that. But uh, yeah. just the knockouts in general, I think. Um, I think it, 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 the, the the tension will just ramp up in general, and be great to see players like Messi and Mbappe and uh, others coming through, and others um, that you know will make make themselves into stars um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, great to see who's the next big thing in world football as others have have sort of announced themselves on the world stage in World Cups in the past I have to say Portugal have been pretty good so far but how far they'll get through I don't know
0: so anyway thank you everybody for your thoughts plenty of great football in the next few days I expect we'll meet again sometime towards the back end of next week when we will know who the quarter finalists are and we'll be back to just a handful of teams or a little more fighting it out to become the World Cup winners in 2022. So thank you all very much.